0: oh yeah here we go practice acquisition there are pitfalls throughout the entire process i have seen a ton of these deals if you want to buy a practice this is how folks
1: Position Uncensored, the truth when buying and selling a dental practice. And now your host, Michael D'Incio.
0: All right, guys and listeners, thanks so much for joining. We are getting this party started to the next episode. I'm your host, Mike D'Incio, founder of Next Level Consultants. Uh, we've got a, a a really cool episode today that that i'm I'm very excited about. But just to recap what we're doing here in season two, this season, we're focusing on acquisitions. And today's episode is all about demographics. To me, this is this is a really important step. I think a lot of people think about demographics and startup, but I think you're missing the boat if you're not doing this for an acquisition. It's always part of my program at Next Level to help buyers really dig into their demographics. But it's it's really kind of the first step before you start diving into the areas that you want to potentially buy a practice. And so this is like the episode, guys, and, and I'll introduce our guests here in a second. This is the episode that really gets the process really started, started. So in, in, a, in a lot of ways, it's step one. So. Without further ado, let me introduce the, the two guests for today. It's Kent Miller and Kevin Klingshern. They uh, are the partners and owners of Dentographics. and the big partner of, of mine. I send a lot of clients your guys' way and you you guys do such a great job. But get, guys, welcome to the show and, and Kent, I'll pass it to you. Kent, give us like a, a second uh, about what you guys are all about and don't, don't go too crazy, we'll lose our audience, but uh, welcome to the show, brother. Yeah, thank you for having us.
1: So we are Dentographics, which is primarily a dental data and market analysis company. We work only with dentists and we help you figure out where is the best area for your practice, whether startup or acquisition.
0: Nice, thanks, Kent. And Kevin, yeah, I know you're uh, much more on the client side, Kent. You definitely, gosh, I'm gonna mess that up. Kevin, Kent, Kent, Kevin. You're not the only one, Kevin. What What do you do for the firm, Bud? What What's your role? A little bit more uh, focused on sales,
2: just driving revenue. Um, Vendors like yourself, I work a little bit more closely with to just establish relationships and build the business
0: that way. So, so when a client reaches out, there's a good chance that Kevin's on the other side of it. Can you repeat that? So when a client comes and reaches out to you guys, there's a good chance that Kevin's on on the side of it, on the other side. Yeah, yeah. There's a there's a very good chance I'm I'm chatting. There is a human. There is a human person on the other side of the, the website. You guys got a great website. It's very intuitive. So that's why I'm making the joke. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's just get right into it, guys. I'll, I'll I'll start right off with the with the first the the first question here. So just in general, guys, whoever wants to take this, roll with it. Like, what are the best practices for using a demographic firm like yourself for an acquisition? Just big picture. Why would someone want to do a demographic uh, deep dive into the areas that they're thinking about buying a practice? But what's the. Yeah. Yeah. So, of course, you know, when you're when you're buying an office, you're going to do a
1: a deep dive into what that office looks like right now. um, What kinds of services they're offering, you know, how they're producing all of that. Uh, but you obviously want to think about what might this practice look like in six months, a year, five years down the line, really where can you take that practice? So maybe that doctor right now is really missing out on some opportunity in the area uh, to offer cosmetic dentistry or to work with families. And so if you know who lives in that area and you see that opportunity, then you can take advantage of that. Um, So that's really kind of taking those next steps, uh as to where that practice is gonna head, um that's the biggest reason for demographics uh
0: for an yeah, acquisition. I, my lights just went off. Yeah, I I I think that's huge, guys, because because anytime someone's doing an acquisition, they sometimes docs get into the, the mentality of they're just going to maintain status quo, right? And just plug in, <laughs> buy the practice. It's got hopefully good cash flow and they're happy with the performance because obviously that's that's what they're buying is the performance of practice instead Mm -hmm. of a startup they're building it from scratch you have to grow different mentality but i but actually not right because if you buy a practice you should always be thinking how you're going to grow it because if you don't if you don't you will see that attrition there's always attrition and acquisitions always so Is that what I'm hearing you guys say is basically it's going to, it's going to help you guys. It's going to help them give a roadmap of of opportunity for the future.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So how, how easy or how difficult it might it be to grow that practice and specifically how might you grow that practice? What are the opportunities uh, that are in that market?
0: Throw out some stats that you guys provide uh, for like a site specific site, because you guys have a lot of reports throw out, uh, like a few things for that site specific. So I'm a client, I'm a, I'm a buyer. I found a practice in San Jose, whatever. And I'm interested in this area. What are some like cool things that you guys can show them, uh, be, you know, digging into the, the due diligence of that particular space?
1: Yeah. So let's use your example of San Jose, which is one of the most competitive markets nationwide. Um, you know, if you're thinking about from a due diligence process, should I even buy this practice? Is this a good decision for me? Um, we would of course recommend a single site study because we're going to look at, Hey, how competitive is this area? Maybe that doctor that has that practice right now is really knocking it out of the park, but maybe they've been there for 20 or 30 years and they've really kind of figured out that market and how it works and they've been able to grow their office. And of course you're going to expect some attrition, uh, during that acquisition process or most practices do. And so Um, we may be able to say, hey, look, Doc, um, that practice is producing really well, but you might not have a lot of opportunity to grow it a whole lot more, or it might be at least a little bit more challenging, not saying it's impossible, but a little bit more challenging to grow here because, look, there are 800 residents per competing practice in this area. And in a typical market, we're looking for something more like, you know, 1,500, 2,000 plus. So it's just going to be a little bit harder to grow. Um, Other big factors that we're looking at, you know, demographically, income, we're looking at age, we're looking at growth. And so um, whether that's focused on kind of the service side, what sorts of services should you be offering or um, generically opportunity for growth, Um, we're always providing some context as to what do these numbers look like uh, in your area? And then how does that compare to uh, what else we see nationwide or, or locally in your market? That's perfect. And then, uh, just uh, to throw absolutely. in there too, yeah. Go ahead,
0: Kevin. Yeah, add to that, please.
2: We're also going to look at who are the competitors in that area. San Jose, in particular, I feel like a lot of those existing practices that you'd come across, they've been there for a while, and they might might not be the most aggressive in terms of their marketing strategies. So that report also will look at we we call it the character of the competition. Are they kind of you know going nuts in terms of their digital marketing? And a lot of the more high growth markets, like, you know, your big Texas areas, that is the case. A lot of those practices are super aggressive with their marketing. That's almost one thing that helps to offset the super competitive conditions of a San Jose is when you look at a lot of the practices, it's, it's hard to really tell, you know, are, are they open? Are they probably looking for new patients? So that report would uh, shed light on that too.
0: You totally, you totally beat me to it, buddy. I was going right there. I love of the site, the site specific report, because it gives you that, that, that competitive landscape, like, like, can't you just Mm -hmm. mention how many residents per dentist is, is very telling in itself, but then you guys take it to, to the next level, no pen intended on my side um, of like, okay, not only these are how many practices are in the area, but what are they doing from a, a Google search? uh, like pay-per-click Google AdWords, you guys give them a lot of that, like marketing insight. So that's, that's really, really smart. I think that's one of the best things about the acquisition kind of product that you guys offer. Now, um, you know, I think we've gotten into it. One of my questions was going to be like, how do you use this data? And I think we've touched on this a couple different times already. And that is marketing to me. Like it's, it's how do you take this data, this black and white, like statistical data, how do you translate that into actionable items that will, um, that'll actually benefit you? And I think that's marketing. That's the easiest thing. Um, Give me some examples though, of like how you can maybe hand this report to a marketing company and then they could actually help us put together uh, something smart to actually put a growth plan together. Like, like uh, how to use the data? That's my next question is how to use. And I think marketing is the easiest answer, but what are some other ways as well? Yeah, so, so definitely
1: marketing, especially when we were talking about character of competition, in some cases we might see, hey doc, so what we do is we survey the 20 nearest practices for their character of competition. We have a research team that mainly goes through and verifies all the competing practices, but then for the 20 nearest practices, we're going to say, okay, doc, here's who they are. Here's where they're located. Here's what kind of um, marketing they're doing. Uh, Here's what their SEO kind of looks like. And so in some cases we might see, Hey, the 20 nearest practices are all super competitive. So you're going to really need to kind of put the pedal to the metal just to keep up, just to compete, just to get on that first page of Google results. Right. Um, You'll hear a lot of people say, Hey, the first uh, three results on Google get 90% of the clicks. So in some markets, just getting in that top three to get into the 90% of clicks is gonna be a whole lot harder. In other areas, um, as Kevin mentioned, on paper, it might look like there's a lot of competition, but then you realize, hey, half the practices around here, and Michael, I'm I'm not kidding, half the practices around here don't have websites.
0: And we see that. I have 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 three clients right now in Nebraska, and they're super competitive areas. I think you've done some analysis on those Two startups, and it's shocking how little those all of those dental offices are. How little they're doing. So you're thousand percent right. Yeah. Sorry, interrupt. We tend to do that. We interrupt a lot on the show. Sorry.
1: (laughs) Uh, Well, it is uncensored. Um, And and I think the other big thing is sort of branding, right? How do you want to position your practice in the market? Let's look at what the other competing practices are doing. Uh, Let's also look at who lives in the area. Now, you don't have to target the typical patient of the area or the typical resident of the area, you can always work with just a segment of the population. And we have a lot of doctors who are interested in doing that. Uh, So we can kind of dig into, Hey, maybe doctor, the median household income in this area is $80,000 a year, but actually it's a high income population living next to a low income population. And so there aren't a lot of households actually earning $80,000 a year. We just know that half of households earn more and half earn less and so when we start to dig into the data, we can say, you know, if you're targeting that $80,000 a year household, there aren't a lot of people in that area who meet that criteria. You actually want to target either high income or low income. Um, and so there's really a lot that we can dig into in that site study because
0: uh, we're extrapolating or we're going beyond just kind of those high level summary data. Points. Uh, lo- love that. Kevin, anything to add to that? It's okay. putting you on the spot. But uh, I- I- what are some other ways that you could use this data other than marketing that you guys provide for an acquisition anyways?
2: I mean, going off of the site study would be the area analysis and then the on-demand tools that we've built out. So those, those are gonna be the ones that will So we have a lot of doctors that come to us and they say, "Like, I'm interested in purchasing a practice, I know this much, but as to where, all I really know at this point would be the Bay area. And then I think the uses of the area analysis and then the fundamentals, which I've, I've shown you before, those, those become super useful.
0: Well, let's, it, you you're, you beat me to it. So let's keep running with this, Kevin. Um, my next question was, let's say we don't have a site, site specific yet. Like we've, we mm-hmm. spent, we've spent a lot of time today on the site specific data. So, You've, you have a prospectus, you send it to me, I like it, the cash flow is great, we're trying to put together a view of how to grow this particular practice. But, but there are so many people out there probably in, in the listening, the audience that aren't sure where to even start this process of how to find a practice or where what areas that they should target in buying a practice, not starting, in buying. So so Kevin, let's keep rolling with this. The area analysis is is one of the best reports that I love and it's a first it's a great first step. So let's talk about the area. What's the difference between area analysis than than a site specific? I mean obviously it shows you the area but what about give us the breakdown and then how to use that to find to find a practice. Mm-hmm. Area analysis
2: is the report that So we just offer two custom reports now, area analysis and then the single site study. The area analysis is you have a general area or a market in mind and you want to know, okay, within this market, what is the best place for me to either open a practice or target an acquisition? So an easy example would be, you know, I live in Austin, Texas, and I don't really want to leave the greater Austin area. Let's do a 40 minute drive time in any direction of Austin. And then we would do that report and then that's all we know other than their practice strategy so if they want to target you know like a family-centric high-income area we'll take that and we'll say based on everything we covered we recommend you target a practice to purchase in the following areas and why right round rock kyle you know downtown austin and so on and then for the supporting reasons of you know they match your practice strategy relative to the overall region. They're underserved, that type of thing. Yeah. No. the site study is, you know, Hey, I've, I've got a location in mind, one, two, three main street. Is this a good location to either purchase or, uh, start a practice here?
0: Yeah. The, the absolute home run in this is I found a practice and it's crushing Mm -hmm. it. It's a solid practice. It's making great money. And oh, by the way, the demographics are off the chart and there's plenty of opportunity to grow. Like, That literally is is a home run, probably a unicorn. So folks don't get too crazy in this like process because if you found a a really solid practice that had harder, more competitive area, that doesn't mean it's a bad practice to purchase. It just Mm -hmm. means that it's going to be a little bit harder to grow. But if it's a strong practice, strong practice, buy it. Startups, totally different scenario. Um, So, Okay. So, so that area analysis really looks at an entire area and says, "Hey, um, these areas will be less competitive. These, these are more ripe to grow. These are going to be a little bit more harder to grow." But it just kind of gives you a lay of the land from a from a, probably a macro level, not a micro level. Is that is that that's probably the best way of saying that, right?
2: Yeah, yeah, that's that's pretty much exactly it.
0: So, well, piggyback off this in that, let's say that we have an area analysis now. And we, we found four circles that are just awesome. How do you find a practice? I get that all the time with that data. And I I think there's, I have my answer, but do you guys have an answer there too?
1: Yeah. And I'm curious to hear uh, what you do, but um, you know, the the first thing that a lot of actors, for the first place, a lot of actors start is to reach out to brokers and Hey, after six months of really not getting anything, they kind of realize, okay, this is a little bit harder than I thought. It's not as easy as buying a home and you know, even buying a home now, is kind of hard Um, (laughs) contacting the broker uh, and saying, Hey, I want to buy a practice. And they say, okay, here, here you go. Here's one to buy. Um, DSOs have a lot more money. Um, It's tough to find the right practice for you. And so a lot of people will come to us and say, um, you know, where's the best area in Austin? Where's the best area in Seattle? And we'll give them the top areas. And then what we'll do is we'll tell them, okay, here are the practices in those areas. And because it's an acquisition strategy, We'll prioritize areas with more practices as opposed to a startup where all you need for a startup is a piece of commercial real estate. That's not as hard as finding somebody who's already in an existing practice and says, yeah, I'm at the point in my career where I'm willing to sell. Maybe that's because they've been there for 20 years. Maybe it's because it's, you know they're just moving cities or something like that, uh, but there are far fewer opportunities. So we'll give them a list of those practices. And then we have a lot of doctors who actually reach out to those practices, whether that's with a mailer or calling or Some even visit in person and try their luck that way. Um, It it can be a little hard scrabble to be honest.
0: Well, but okay, I'm glad you went there because my, uh, my, my brain goes to, okay, now that we have this really great data, wouldn't it make a ton of sense to buy a list or organically build your own list of doctors that you have targeted and literally start writing out letters to them and try to create a relationship or reach out. I mean you don't you don't want to be as uh I mean you could be as bullish as you want but the point is is with that information uh, you could find that home run that I was just talking about where it's great demographics and the the practice uh, maybe I could convince this guy or gal to sell to me. So then of course you got to evaluate the practice to make sure it's a good practice that you buy but at least but at least right. you know that that area is ripe for growing so it's it's a perfect mm-hmm. first start well Kevin i see your wheels turning yeah i mean and just to go back on it it's again it's
2: relative to everything you looked at so if we're looking again in like San Jose it's a, a good example cuz there's not too many you know submarkets or pockets what have you within that region that would really stand out all of it is super competitive so i think if you again you find a practice that relative to the to the super competitive market that is the bay area if you can find a, a practice that's in a, in again i like the word, the word submarket but located in one that's just a little bit less competitive
0: relative to the rest uh, i think you're definitely setting yourself up for success there totally I just want to remind everybody visit us on DentalUncensored.com. We've got all of our episodes on there. Um, you'll be able to see all of our interviews with with everybody that we've done so far. So de- DentalUncensored.com. And we've got Facebook and Instagram, there's a hundred ways to get a get a get a hold of us. But thanks again, guys, for being on 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 the, the, the program. Okay, so if you didn't want to get into a report itself. You guys have kind of a cool tool where someone can or, like go in on their own and get like a membership or some kind of subscription. I don't know what you guys call it, but let's say somebody was, I'm sure we've got a lot of listeners out there that they're not sure if they want to go to Boise or San Jose or uh, Texas, mm-hmm. Dallas, and they're just kind of all wide open and they don't want to buy all of these reports and spend a ton of money. So you guys have kind of bridged that gap, right? Of trying to figure out, like giving them these tools at their fingertips, right? Isn't that something that you have? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Go ahead, Kevin. You want to go ahead? Okay. So, so if you go to our website right now, even you can get state and county level data for free. That includes demographics. That includes competition. You don't need to create an account or anything like that. You can see, Hey, What does Travis County, Texas look like versus King County, Washington versus Clark County, Nevada? That data is all free and and available at the click of a button. Now, uh, we also offer subscription products uh, that allow you to look at areas. So if you said, okay, I'm interested in the Austin, Texas area, on the fly, I want to see where would be the best area within my custom area of interest to start a practice or to buy a practice, uh, or I want to look in. I want to plug in a particular address. I found a practice. It's at one, two, three main street. What does that area look like? You get that data back instantly. You can click around. You can see who the practices are. You can go to their websites. You've also categorized the practices based off of what Kevin was talking about with character of competition, who are the offices? Are they doing a really good job with their SEO? Um, or do they maybe not even have a website? Uh, we also have schools on there. So you can kind of plan around, uh, your location strategy around schools, uh, other specialties, hey, I'm a GP, and I want to have a family-oriented practice, so it'd be helpful for me to see where pediatric dentists are and find a location that's not well-served by pediatric dentists, mm-hmm. too. Um, with the uh, Now, that's all one uh, feature that's kind of uh, starting your search, um, b- applicable for both startups and acquisitions. We also have what we call Practice Finder, and this is geared more towards people who, who want to go that route of buying an office and haven't had any luck with brokers, So you can say, hey, I want to find a practice in the DFW area and I want it to be in an area that's not very competitive, that has a median household income of $100,000 a year. And instantly you'll get back a list of all of those practices. uh, And so you can start going down that path of, hey, let me get in touch with Dr. Smith over here, see if he's interested in selling his practice to me. Um, And so that's a really cool tool. We've got a lot more coming down the pipeline uh, on that practice finder function. Uh, in the next couple of months that will be really excited. That is,
0: that is like on. one of my favorite pieces of it because, you know, the, the reports are so much data and you're not going to get all of that data with, with, with the subscription that, that you're talking about. Um, but it's a great like data at your fingertips to where you can start mining some really great information so that you can kind of focus your efforts. So I think that's a great place to start if you're just like, hanging out up here, trying to figure out what the hell you're going to do, you know, that's a great first step. And then when you start narrowing, getting those reports that can really deep dive um, Mm -hmm. super cool guys. I, one of the last things I want to talk about is there's a lot of demographic companies out there. One of my favorite things about what you guys have created and done is how you verify the offices in an area. I know any, you know, there's a lot of data out there. Walk our our audience around like, why is your data more trusted than others? Because I feel like the quality of, of that is, is really important to highlight.
2: Kevin, you wanna go? Sure, um, any, any practice that you see in our database or that gets included in one of our custom reports has been human verified, more specifically, phone verified by a member of our research team at some point, which means that they've literally just made a phone call, outbound phone call to confirm that these practices exist. When you look at competition data, it all kind of starts from these really big, messy, unrefined, you know, databases that it would be very easy just to, you know, put those numbers, assign them to whatever areas they fall within and say that's, you know, the Number of practices in an area, but in reality, you'd be including a bunch of you know garbage, really, like not, not literally garbage, but hospitals, prisons, dental schools, uh, family health centers, things like that, and a lot of old uh, dental practices that have since closed. A lot of uh, locations that are literally just a residential address, but are tied to a uh, a dentist's uh, home address. So things like that. As far as our competition data goes somebody has gone through all of that figured out which are the true existing competing practices do they have a certain type of specialist on staff uh, that might require additional research such as like looking at the website and then manually noting okay you know this practice has a gp and then an oral surgeon and an orthodontist so let's make sure we get those in there because at the end of the day competition data when we report uh, or when we you know feature it on our website or put in our reports it's really important. Um, So we really pride ourselves in going as far as we possibly can and providing as accurate as we possibly can of a database um, because we do know it's important. And we feel like that separates us from, you know, any other firm that would offer, uh, you know, a similar product.
0: Well, I, I, I think that's, that's huge because, the fact that you guys are dental specific, you know the questions to ask, you know what the things to look for.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So that's really important, right? That if you're a pedo and you're doing some some competitive nature type stuff with, with marketing or picking a location, wouldn't you want to know if the GP down the road has a pedo and staff? Maybe that's a bad example. For but, sure.
2: But I even mean, pedo, like we, you know, with, as far as when we do a pediatric report, we would go, okay, obviously competition is, first and foremost, pediatric dentist. Second to that would be any multi-specialty office in we in which we identified there to be a pediatric dentist on staff. And then in rare cases too, there are practices, there's not a ton of them, but they're very clearly kid first dental practices that are a lot of the times um, GPs are the ones that are doing the dental work, but clearly no adult would be, you know, receiving dental treatment there. So they would be considered competition in the you know, in the pediatric report.
0: Well, PD, pedos in the audience don't get mad, but I'm literally coaching a GP right now who is focusing on kids. Of course, she can't market herself as a pediatric board certified, but her whole business plan is kids. So that that absolutely, Kevin. I, the fact that you know that and you're describing that makes you guys specialists in your industry. So hopefully you guys, the, the audience understands how how seriously these guys take their data and and you can pull a census report sure but obviously they're not deep diving into this stuff i love that you're actually calling and looking on their website and making those notes because that you know of course there's going to be bad data i mean it's data but their their mission is obviously to try to keep it as clean as possible so um okay Finishing this, this interview up as quickly as I can, because I know I only have so much time to keep people's attention, but give me a top three markets in the country. Go, Ken. Huh. Top three, <laughs> go.
1: Oh man, all right. Um, top three in the country. I think I'm gonna have to go with Dallas, Houston, <laughs> oh boy. Dallas, um,
0: Houston, two Texas, okay.
1: Yeah, we. I know, I know. Um and the third one's gonna be in Florida. It's either gonna be Tampa or Orlando. I hate to give you four. Um, but but those are the big ones. Um those are big cities with a lot of growth. Um, you know, of, of course it depends on, on the doctor and everything's different. Where's everybody. my where hey, where's uh, my West
0: Coast representation? So go West Coast, top three on the West Coast. Go.
1: Oh man. All right. Uh West Coast, uh I'm gonna go Phoenix. Ooh. Um
0: Seattle.
1: Yeah, a lot of lot of a lot of growth uh in both of those areas yeah seattle once you kind of leave the city you get out east a little bit
0: um there's a lot of growth out there um so phoenix and seattle nice all right guys well super fun interview i hope our, our hope our audience uh got a lot out of it check the um, check below we're gonna have uh all of these guys information the website um guys please share this all on your 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 channels um we're gonna get this out but um feel free to reach out to Kent and and kevin directly and get some of these tools at your fingertips because I, i'm telling you there's a process to getting into ownership buyer or or uh starting and to me information is power it's a cheap insurance the cheapest insurance there is is what these guys can provide it, it, it just gets you on the right step uh and so couldn't endorse these guys more so thanks again guys for for being on the show i had a i had a ton of fun
1: likewise
2: thank you thank yeah, you yeah thank you appreciate okay, I see the, you. Uh, the time
0: yeah thanks you, michael we appreciate
2: it
1: tune in next time for another truth-filled episode of acquisition uncensored we want to hear from you interact with your host michael dincio Follow us on Facebook and YouTube. Comment and subscribe.